God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity, you need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes, I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. Oh, I don't have the mic in front of me. I'm like, something feels weird. Something feels strange. Everything's fine. We're not tired. We haven't been burning the candle on both ends. Um, YouTube, since you're here first and we haven't gone live on Facebook yet, maybe you guys can tell me what I should sing today. Do you all have any requests for me on today? Uh, Chrissy says, hello, I just bought your book. Hey, guys. Um, okay. FL what? I'm on Facebook now, too. Oh, what up? What up? I don't have a song. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Mm. How did we feel about that? How did we feel about that song? Dory says, I finished reading Woman Evolve, loved it, a must read. Well, shout out to you. Regina says, I am well, tired, but pushing, sis. Who? Let me tell you, Regina, we should go on vacation because who, who has tired on lock? I'm more tired than tired should allow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, Tisha says, this dress is gorgeous. Love from the Bahamas. Love you. Um, MUA mistresses, LOL, you don't sound believable. I don't sound, Amona says, sing 90s. Oh, I don't sound believable with the coming up on the rough side of the mountain. I need a better song. Y'all are eating French fries? Wow. Okay, can I tell y'all, let's let's recap for a minute. Let's recap for a minute. I, I, I have things that I need to say. Is this a safe space or is this a safe space? Um, Brittany says, not in between Bobby Jones and Video Gospel on Sunday mornings commercials on. First of all, what? Bobby Jones, we give you your flowers. Bobby Jones Gospel was amazing. Is Bobby Jones, I know it don't still come on. Is, is he still in the world? Is he still here? Okay, we gonna get you. I need, I need a song. I didn't listen to old, y'all know I didn't like old gospel songs so oh miss ross says can we get a gospel version of black rob's woe i mean it's only fitting fitting since we sang dmx last week um holy ghost whoa huh what what huh whoa like whoa like whoa what we what we got though woman evolved book like whoa about to revolutionize like whoa hit him with the eh, 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 like whoa what I don't even know what's happening. Wow. Talk to favorites. There's no need to whisper. We can still hear you. Ooh. <sighs> Staying in God's will says, can I tell you, SJR, that I just left Target to get your book. They had to pull it from the back. It was not even displayed. I tried to tell y'all some of the Targets don't necessarily believe in the voices. Um, so thank you for going to Target. 
Amen. Okay, thank you for going to Target. Because, I mean, Amazon is out here repping hard. But Target, you know, some of the Targets, we got to show them that we we likes to read. Okay? Sing. Oh, Cassie says, Sing Eve, who's that? Who's that girl? Na, 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 na. Eve's that girl. Na, 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 na. Eve was a rough rider, but she is not anymore. Eve is elegant. No. Eve is elegant. She's classy. Her husband's name is, why are y'all offering me French fries? No. Her husband's name is Maximilian. In her husband's name, Maximilian? I think so. Her husband, if he's not Maximilian, he's Maximilian. Okay. Okay. So, um, so can we talk about life? Let's talk about life for a minute. Um, so, um, Okay, Tamika says, been a survivor. I'm not going to give up. Come on, somebody. O'Shea said she was low-key trying to ask if Bobby Jones is... Oh, I can't read that out loud. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, but anyways. Um, so, Woman Evolve is out, and Woman Evolve, the team, is tired. <laughs> so, we are just praying that God revolutionizes life because at this point, we are the epitome of running on fumes. Um, but it has been such a blessed season and the testimonies are amazing. And we are just out here trying to make sure that we can still bring our A game. I went live in the Woman Evolve book launch team last week. I was trying to get out of doing the podcast. Well, I told them I was tired. And they was like, don't do the podcast. Get some rest. But don't cancel it. Let Core do it. I forgot to call Core, So here you are stuck with me. I'm going to have Core take over some in a little bit. I'm going to slide in and get some rest at some point. But right now, we just out here like, whoa. You know what I mean? We just making it happen the best way out of the best way we can. Okay. Um Maneva says, I understand because Friday night was fire. Uh, I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. Ashley Jones says, NY bestseller, we are proud of you. I am so proud of you. I am so proud to be a part of this movement. Woman Evolve is like, it's not even me. It is like us. You know what I mean? Because like... So many of you all got behind the message of the book. So many of you all said no woman left behind. And, you know, I already said, like, you know, we didn't get a lot of the stuff that you get on launch week. So a lot of people have launched their books. And that launch week, you know, you do national news to launch the book and it like pushes it over. We didn't have those things. But you know what we had? We had the delegation squad. Okay. And the delegation was like, we don't need no national nothing. We national. And so, um, yes, they didn't let that girl, they didn't let that little girl, they didn't let that little girl on the New York Times bestsellers list. And I'm repping the squad. When I put in the book that this one is for us, I meant that truly. So thank you guys for that. I just did a whole live um, about just my feelings and emotions about that. So I won't get into it, but um, that's what's up. Letitia says, that question, is God good? Is everything? It blew the lid off. <laughs> oh, I love. Man, I wanted to talk about real stuff. Real stuff in the book. Okay. Um, Y'all got to stop purring. <laughs> it must stop. The purr must stop. I want, will Roland Ray come on the Woman Evolve podcast to just teach us how to purr? I don't know. Let me bring myself back in. Neji says, why did I think Sarah was talking about Eve like Garden of Eden Eve? I was like, um, her man's name is Adamson. <laughs> That's 
all right. That's all right. Um, so Angelic says, so glad you did the Breakfast Club. You have to keep your pulse on that audience. I was, it was an amazing opportunity. Okay. All right. So um, I'm eating all the things. I worked out today for the first time. I finished a gallon of water yesterday. Things are looking promising today. Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? I will let you know. Remember at the beginning of this year where we were sharing numbers and we were losing weight and we were doing all of those things. Remember when I first shared the number, that's about where I first am right now. You know what I mean? But that's all right. Cause y'all got that book in your hands and you know, you got to just do what you can with what you got. Um, what I will say is I am avoiding all sense of pressure right now. Okay. Cause we've been in a pressure filled season, pressure, 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 and it still feels pressure. Like on Wednesday, we probably going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning. That's pressure. That's pressure I'm not familiar with. And so the idea of pressuring myself to eat a salad, I haven't been able to turn that flip yet. What I do know for sure is I feel better when I do it. My mind is more clear. I have more energy, but it just doesn't, I, I haven't, I haven't been able to just, you know, where you say what you're going and then you just do it. I haven't been there yet because I'm tired, but, um, I, so far so good. So far, so good. I drank my water today. Had me an acai bowl today. Um, and I'm just praying that God continues to keep his hand on my life throughout. Well, hand on my on my stomach, really, throughout this day. Um, for I, God, I just offer my body as a living sacrifice. Um, if you want to burn anything, let it be your will, Lord, and not mine, because I am personally not burning the way that I should burn. Talk to Favor says, put some chicken in that salad. You can have both. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do what I can. Yum says, I definitely I, uh, yum, it's, I definitely need more water. Says, you need to drink water. Don't be out here biting that dry skin off your lip and not drinking water and letting it bleed just a little bit, but still not drinking your water. I'm calling your name. I speak your name. Please drink water so that your lips are not crusty out here. I speak your name. I speak our name. Okay. That's my first sign of me needing to do something. I put that lipstick on and it's like a whole layer of skin on top of the lipstick. The lipstick don't stick. <laughs> the lipstick, when you put on your lipstick and your lipstick don't stick, you are dehydrated and you need water. Lipstick going on like lip gloss. Okay. Um, that's not what God has called you to do in this season. He wants you to have breakthrough on your lips, okay? Jay Nicole said, chow, who's she talking to? Somebody's lips are chapped right now. Cassie says, my lips are the first thing to let me know I am dehydrated, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Lip gloss don't gloss, lipstick don't stick, and it's like a little puffy. It's like, it's not just skin. It's like a little puffy, a little puffy layer between where your skin wants to be and where you are. That's somebody's growth process right now. You're puffy and you just need to pull, you need to stop being thirsty and let the Lord give you living water. So how about that? Brianna Hammond asked, am I vegan today? Yes, I am. I have, you know, I am. I am vegan today. I tell you what I did make. I also made lamb this weekend. I wasn't vegan this weekend, but I, on today, I'm operating in the spirit of veganism. Okay. Uh, Sean says, drink a sip of water. That's right. Let me tell y'all the key to drinking water. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here it goes. Um, you got to drink it when you're not thirsty. 
Because if you are waiting for your dehydration to say that you are ready to have some water, your body, you've trained your body to live without water now, okay? The bare minimum, okay? The key to getting through that water is not waiting for you to be thirsty because you, you may never be thirsty, but you got to drink when you're not thirsty. Oh, it feels oily. Did you feel that? Malachi felt it. Malachi is back, ladies and gentlemen, and the aunties want to talk to you. How dare you leave us for your job? And he think he leaving this summer. But anyways, you need to drink when you're not thirsty, and that will help you get through that water that's just been sitting there looking at you, okay? Y'all Googling, does water expire? Does water mold? Because you didn't have that same water sitting in your water bottle for two, three days. Now you're looking, looking at it all funny. Is it dust particles in there? It wouldn't be no dust particles in there if it would be in your throat. But you're not drinking your water. Okay. Drink when you're not thirsty. Even the word. <laughs> Even the word. Okay. Allure says that sounded like a word. You're not lying. Talk to favor uh, wants to know how was your job, but you're not allowed to answer. Okay. Um... <laughs> We don't we don't acknowledge your job here. We don't you as the delegation aunties have decided that your jobs don't matter. Brianna Spears says drink when you're not thirsty and also don't drink when you are thirsty. Depends on what you're talking about. Depends on what type of thirst we're talking about. Okay. Um Thankful Queen says, I'm finna throw these Cajun garlic butter shrimp in this loaded potato with green beans and Cajun salmon. Who hurts you? Because that sounds like revenge. That sounds like a, a salad got on your last nerves. Have you ever had a salad get on your last nerve and you decide, I'm going to, not only am I going to eat, there will be revenge for you trying to make me be hungry and I stand for it, okay? All right. Sharina says, the last of my gallon water bottle is next to me. Right now, my students were waiting in the hallway between every class today, waiting for me to come back from the ladies' room. Because one thing I have to do is use the bathroom. But at least I'm hydrated. Tina says, we drink a lot of coconut water here in Jamaica. We need to come visit you in Jamaica. We're tired. <laughs> but you know what? I am grateful that 2021 is moving on down the road. She's not giving me 2020. She's giving me, I came to get out the way. And I stand. I stand a queen who comes to do what needs to be done and gets out of the way so another queen can come through. Okay? All right, listen. Chrissy says, yes, I'm on this Daniel Fast. Water is about where you at. You know, I've been on the Daniel Fast. The water is about where you live. Okay. All right. So... Christina says, LOL, oh, the petty, let the baby have a job. He's, he has coworkers. Yeah, but this is, he said, this is another one of his jobs. You got two jobs? You, you a working man with two jobs. <laughs> Who raised you? I'm proud of you. You go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. You have your two jobs. I like that. I like that. Two jobs. All right. Somebody's going to be happy. Okay. Okay, when they talk about somebody's son, insert your picture, okay? <laughs> two jobs. At 18, two jobs, two of them, okay? And I didn't even tell him, you got to go get a job. He wouldn't found him a job. Hey, Amen. Um, <laughs> so uh, what are we doing this podcast, okay? Um, podcast, Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is a time... In our world where we see who can be rescued. Lamaya says, leave him alone. Your aunties want me to leave you alone. I can't, okay? 
Um, so Rescue Eve, we just gonna see what is happening in the highways and the byways. Who's doing the Lord's work and who is yet in need? Okay, let's see. So story number one, um, I can't do that one. Story number two. <laughs> story number two. Let's get right into it. This must be Shanice's uh, friend and of some sort. I don't know. Uh, a Reddit user posting under the name throwaway3091345 shared a story to the site's forum about an incident involving his stepchildren at his wedding. According to the post author, his brother-in-law, Tim, isn't a fan of children. According to the author, he and his now wife held their wedding at their house. Everything was going fine until Tim showed up and realized that the bride's children were there. Tim and my sister arrived late, the post is. The kids were with us the entire time. Tim looked visibly upset until he suddenly offered to take the kids to the bathroom so they wash up before eating. Minutes later, he came back. I asked where the kids were. He said he took them to their bedroom because they wanted to play with their toys. I thought it was out of character for them. I wondered why they suddenly didn't want to eat since they said they were hungry. I went... I wanted to check on them, but got busy with my aunt's ankle injury. Y'all better have a story. The post continues. My younger sister came telling us the kids' bedroom door was locked and the kids were inside. My wife and I were in shock. We looked for the key. I asked my sister if she was the one who locked them in, but Tim said he did it, saying he was worried they'd wander around unsupervised and wanted to make sure they were safe since everybody was busy. He locked them in the closet. Shanice is known for locking children in the closet. It's something that Ella has already told me at five she'll need counseling for. Sir, what you're not going to do is lock people's children. Can we rescue him, though? Because he said he wanted to make sure they were safe. And sometimes, oh, sometimes the only way God can tell us to be safe is if he locks us up. <laughs> somebody has been locked up in a room for so long and you don't know how you got there and God's just been trying to keep you safe. Um, he locked him. Avalon says, let's rescue this man and his brilliant idea. Tasha Ann says, listen, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mimi says, no rescue. Sick of the ordinary says, no rescue. <laughs> Dasha McCormick says, you tried it. <laughs> Adrian says, it's a no Purr. <laughs> we gotta stop purring. Christine says, no, abusive and scary. They locked up. He won't let them out. They locked up. He won't let them out. First of all, she says abusive and scary and then hit us with some Akon. We are confused here at the delegation. I don't know. Jamie says, no rescue. I'm sure Casey Anthony did the same thing at first. Okay, let's bring it down there. Nikki says, go ahead. Then you found a word that quick. That's okay. So, um, is this a no rescue? Kimberly says, well, he should have locked himself in the closet so they would be safe from him. No rescue. Zola says, no matter what amount of grace this comes with today, nope, land. Nope, nope, no. We're not rescuing him. Journey says rescue because this story didn't take the turn I thought it was going to take. Okay, guys, we're kind of split right down the mid, right down the middle. Um, Brianna says, y'all remember when Sha said kids was ugly, but SJR dressed ugly up. <laughs> Sha, do you know that you're known for saying children were ugly? Wow. You can't say that. Stop saying that. Um, Cashier says, you stretching with that word, but God is faithful even in the stretch. So no, no, no rescue. I will tell you, some of the saints seem to be split down the middle. Um, you know, but it seems like a strong no. 
it looks like we're leaning more to nope land. Um, so moral of the story, no matter how Ingrid says some people's kids are bad rescue. Um, Shanice, what do you say? Rescue. Shanice wants to rescue. Um, I just, it's a no for me. <laughs> That's a negative, sis. Um, all right. Darian says blow up floaties. That's why I blow up floaties, but you got to blow them up yourself. No? Shaw, we cannot rescue someone who puts children in the closet. <laughs> okay, so this is what we would like to do. We would like to um, give you your own floaties to just to just see what you can do with those. Um, Maxie says, Shannon said, leave him in the closet with the Lord. This is what we should do. We could rescue him and send him to a daycare where he has to go and just be with all of the children. That's punishment. That's dangerous. Which one is it? Punishment. punishment. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I say we give him a floaty. I say he gets floaty potential. Dominique says he didn't even lick them up with snacks. Did the babies eat? I have questions. Sometimes you could, yeah, because if you put them in there the right way, um, you know, they wouldn't even know they was locked up. <laughs> you give them a tablet. You give them some snacks. You know, don't let the bathroom be connected. You, They would never even know they were locked in there. Um, but I guess it's wrong. I guess it's wrong. Ebony says, nope on a rope. Okay. All right, that's fine. Nope on a rope. <laughs> Tasha Ann says, but did they die? LOL. <laughs> I hear y'all stressing, but are they still alive? Okay. Um, so we're not gonna do that. I guess we're gonna, I guess we're gonna hit them with a uh hit them with a floaty. One floaty with a hole in it. <laughs> One floaty with the hole in it. You're going to need the Lord for this one. <laughs> You're going to need. And also you have to work in children's church. <laughs> children's church. Um, a floaty with a hole in it. That's it. Um, okay. So next story. Nike is asking people to donate their worn shoes for no return for new program. The program flow is simple. Customers can bring in used sneakers within 60 days of their purchase date. Then Nike experts expects thoroughly inspects thoroughly the shoe and gives it a grade A like new is once is one worn once or twice before returning a gently worn graded shoes worn a few times but then what they want nike and then what happens each eligible worn shoe is then clean sanitized and displays in a special special section in the participating shorts so nike wants to resell your worn sneakers to help reduce environmental waste is that we don't that's great that's not great that's not good why is that not good Oh, like why would people buy shoes and then donate them to Nike for them to resell? People need those shoes. What say ye? How about that? Jaleesa says, who bringing back AJ's Air Force Ones? Is that what we're doing? Um, a blessing for you says, but ain't nobody going to take back their shoes after only four to six times. I see. I'm connecting. Why would I do that? Why? Can, but they're not paying them. They're talking about donating. Donate your shoes that you barely wore so that they can then resell them. 
first of all, I don't buy shoes to wear them four to six times. I got shoes in my closet right now, probably low-key at least. I know they seven, eight years old. Easy. 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 And they're not the kind of shoes that's like, oh, well, they good quality. No. <laughs> I got Target shoes seven, eight years old. Target shoes are not made for seven, eight years. But let me tell you something. I got shoes in my closet right now. So who buys shoes and wears them four to six times? Then donate them. If I wear them four to six times, you might get them consigned. But why would I donate shoes I wore four to six times? They just broken in. After four to six times, they just now comfortable. After four to six times, it takes four to six times to actually get the shoes comfortable we should rescue them <laughs> now that I understand the story maybe we should rescue them what would be a good way to rescue them um Ray Ray says Nike should at least give discount coupons on the next pair I'm searching for a rescue uh Tay Beauty says, that's a fresh pair four to six times worn. It sure is a fresh pair. Tasha Ann says, now we got stimulus checks, but it won't, it, but it won't that much. It ain't going to do that much. Takiya Smith says, no, like, no, Nike can buy them back for as much as they charge for them. They sure can. You could at least buy it back for a portion, but I'm supposed to be rescuing. Hold on. Uh, Kardashian says, they can't have my shoes back. No way, unless I can get my cash back. It's a no for me. Um... Brittany says, LOL, that's me. If I like them, I'm going to rock them till the wheels fall out. When I tell you the lead, the, you know it's time to throw them away when the sole part start peeling back and you can see the inside. But what you do, put a little super glue on them. They'll be fine. Put a little super glue and some pressure. They will be just fine. Um, Vanilla says, a good way to rescue them is to not. Okay. <sighs> Hold on, because I can usually find a way I'm Captain Save a Nike. <laughs> Call me Captain Save a Nike. Um, why would you? It's for good. Uh, for new the program, okay, and it reduce environmental waste. So the environment. If you, if you, waste. So like whenever and I get, I get the environmental waste. So wear shoes four to six. You stretching. We got to. It's for the future. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. It's not. Shanice got a rescue. Shanice is saying that sometimes you have to donate now to get the benefit of the environment you want later. Okay. So right now you donate what you want. You give away what you want. So that the environment can be better in the future. That's a, it's, I know it's a word. I found me a word in it. But is the delegation going to go for it is the question. Um, Donna says, let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> no rescue. Um, let's see. Uh, Alice. Oh, I saw you, but then it scrolled up. Jessica says they need to make a better shoe for the environment. Mm. Andrew says no rescue. Sorry, Shanice. And Journey says, why don't they just start making less types of shoes? No rescue. Natalie says, yes. Why can't Nike just donate the shoes? All right. So no. It's a no. <laughs> Jamie says, I'm kind of down for anything to save our planet. Tree hugger here. We love tree huggers. Tree huggers are great. Daniel says, it's a no for me. So... 
Kiara says, if I wanted to donate my shoes, I'll go drive them to someone who needs them directly, not to sell for, not for Nike to sell them. And you're not lying. All right. So, um, you know what you can do, Nike? is just not us. <laughs> list of things you can do. Number one would be the delegation is not going for it. We are unable to can. We tried and we are all out of can and that is fine. Skylar says, let them float on those boxes. They think they're going to recycle. All right. So it's a strong no for the delegation, a strong, hefty no. Um, Janessa says, why didn't we talk about the Derrick Jackson situation? I would love to hear your opinion on that. Not only did we talk about it, I brought Cora on to talk about the Derrick Jackson situation. And it is some, oh, but you know what? I think I had to take that episode down because I played that Kirk Franklin song. So it's not on YouTube, but it's on the podcast. All right, but listen, so, you know, if you want to donate something now for the environmental waste of the future, um, let's take up recycling. Let's do that a little bit more. Let's do recycling. And let's stop eating out, you know, all of them to go to go containers and stuff. Don't you think? Black people reuse to go containers. Black black people. You reusing them styrofoam to to go? Them plastic ones is classy and those do get reused. But okay. Um, or you could just find a way to reduce your own personal waste. You know? Shop consignment. Shop consignment. I'm trying to segue into an ad and you're actually giving, you keep throwing me off every time you say something. So if you could just let me finish this, that would be great. Anyways, if you're trying to get rid of waste and you're wondering, how do I get rid of waste, but not even the environment? I mean, waistline. I want my environment. My waste environment to be different. My waste environment is giving tired. My waste environment is giving hungry. My waste environment is not giving salad. It's not giving lettuce. I don't know what to do about my waste environment. Guess what? Noom knows how to help you with your waste environment. If you are ready for your environment to have a new waste or your waste to have a new environment, I want to tell you about Noom, okay? If you are thinking about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy, I want you to throw it out of the window because Noom is not one of these apps that's going to tell you what you should eat and how you should eat it. It is an app that gets to the psychology of why you do the things that you do, okay? If you've ever gotten questionable food advice like I have, remember, it's like, don't eat after this time or you should only eat this, don't eat too much fruit, don't eat bananas. Everybody's always got an opinion, but I need to know what works best for my body. Based in science and built by psychologists, Noom doesn't give you rules, but instead teaches you how to think so you can accomplish your personal health goals, stick with them long term and get healthy for good. You can list any type of specific goal you want in the app. It could be fitting into a pair of jeans. It doesn't even have to be losing a certain amount of weight. And it helps you to make knowledgeable choices. They've got food knowledge on there that helps you to get specific about what it is you're eating and how it affects your body. All you need is 10 minutes a day to tap into the program. You can log your food. You you can see how nice it is to see your chart and your progress, and you get connected with a community of people who are on the same journey. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means you're not just losing weight, you're building the habits you need to keep it off. Over 80% of Noomers finished the program, and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year, okay? 
There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash evolve. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, noom.com slash evolve. <sighs> okay. Every time I was trying to do my ad, Shanice was actually trying to help y'all consign stuff. Okay, and I just, that's all I had, okay? That's all I had. Um, all right, Valencia says I need to look into Noom. You sh- Let me tell you something. I like the little app on there. Now I came to a place in my life where I said I wasn't going to be able to do what needed to be done, but here I am, okay? Here I am. Um, okay. Alana says the only to-go plate I'm getting is from Woman Evolve. And we love to see it. All right, Saints, it's time for Hail Mary. Hail Mary is when we take some time and we look at people who are out here doing the thing. Lisa Osborne Ross makes history as the first black woman CEO of the global PR firm. Lisa Osborne Ross is making history as the first black female CEO of a global PR firm, Edelman, a leading public relations firm worldwide, just named Ross the first black woman to lead the company. Ross previously served as the U.S. chief operating officer at the company. She joined the company first as president of the Washington, D.C. office after building a name for herself at APCO Worldwide. You better, okay, sis, sisterin. We love to see it out here doing what needs to be done, okay? Um, Cher says it's, it got a little winded there. It did get a little winded. Did you notice that? Any with stay, we're going to talk about it, okay? Um, Perry says, SJR, can we hail Mary all the kinfolk that gathered as a community outside the military bully house holding signs saying, come outside, we're not going to jump you? <sighs> Let me tell y'all something about us, There were so many of us out there. And, you know, (laughs) what can you say? What can you say besides the epitome of if you want one of us, you want all of us? And I just want to shout out to what y'all are doing in South Carolina to make things happen, okay? We love to see it. Ness Mona says, I love us. Uh, Tasha Ann says, go ahead, black girl. Archie says, yes, PR is my career. Amazing. Come on, publicist. Uh, Jamaica, Jamaica says, I have to put an alarm on my phone. Hey, Del- <laughs> delegation, I'm in the building. Oh, hey, Delaware, I'm in the building. What's up? Uh, so let's see. Uh, Jenical says, I'm not going to lie. I laughed when I saw the sign. I, but they were chanting something too. I can't remember what they were chanting, but me and my husband watched it. We was like, that's fair. That's fair. The chants, let me tell you how we're going to spice up the chants. They're not going to all be the same. And we love to see that. Uh, Kiana says, ah, I finally caught a podcast. What's up, girl? Nice to meet you. Glad you're here. Tiffany is watching from Stone Mountain, Georgia. What's up? Jaleesa says, wait, I stepped out. What she said about my state, South Carolina, that y'all out there holding it down for the holding it down. And we appreciate you and we see you. That's what we say. All right. Sarah Lyon says, congrats to her. Our tree says, congrats. Cassandra says, yes, sis, love this. Lisa Osborne, the delegation sees you. While we're on it, let's talk about some more things that are happening. Veteran TV executive and FAMU grad Kim Goodwin's 
set to make history as the new ABC News president. Veteran television executive Kim Goodwin is set to make history as ABC's news president. Okay, she got her start in the industry working at local TV stations. She worked as a news director and assistant news director at New York's WCBS-TV before becoming vice president and news director at KNBC-TV in Los Angeles. Y'all better be out here. Oh, and it's Godwin. Kim Godwin. Godwin is currently solidifying negotiations for the ABC News president role. The Emmy award-winning journalist has been a force in journalism for some time. Can I tell y'all, Loki? first of all, look at her smiling with her braids. This is amazing. I love it. Okay, but let me tell you, I used to want to be in broadcast journalism. Like when I failed my statistics class that was going to keep me from getting in the business school for accounting, I was like, maybe I can finally pursue my passion of um, doing broadcast journalism. And in a way, me sitting up here talking to y'all, look at God. Look at God. He turns the thing. And Ness Moses says, Kim, she's clapping. LaShonda's says, definitely amazing. Jay Nicole says, oh, Jay Nicole says, what are we supposed to be looking at there? Oh, yeah, YouTube, because in the platform, if you just logged in on YouTube, something is happening where we can't put the stories up on YouTube. But they saw the pictures on Facebook, and that's raggedy. And I want to apologize. But look at God, here we are. Jasmine says, yes, that's awesome. And... Dijon says, that's a word. Mercedes says, hello, everyone. I'm just joining. What's up? Okay. Maxie says, you are in broadcast journalism, Sarah, for the kingdom. Far and wide, your messages are going. We love that. Um, Okay, let's see. Moving on. Okay, this story is about to bless someone's whole life. Single mom of seven turns her last $5 into a million-dollar cupcake business. You can't tell me eating carbs won't bless you. You cannot tell me eating carbs won't bless your life, okay? Um, Dear says, come through arms. Yes, Kim's arms, she works out. Okay, but listen... Okay, single mom of seven turned her last five of dollars into a million-dollar cupcake business. Mignon Francois hmm, struggled financially <laughs> to support her family between 2005 to 2007 after a job offer for her former husband fell through. A neighbor knew her plight and penchant for baking and offered her an opportunity to turn her situation around. She put in a request for 600 cupcakes at a dollar each with just $5 to her name. Francois wasn't sure how she could make it work, but she used her last bit of coin to purchase the ingredients, baking 60 cupcakes and gaining a $60 profit that same day to buy the rest of what she needed. Mm. She launched the Cupcake Collection, selling custom cakes and cupcakes and growing her small business, which now generates more than $1 million annually. While she is proud of herself, her journey was not without its share of challenges. As a black woman, one of her biggest obstacle, one of the biggest obstacles Francois faced was funding. Instead of relying on banks and facing loan denials, overdraft fees, or credit card debt, Francois relied on an old envelope system trick. I think a lot of times in my community, we often have been used, uh, we have 
we often have been used to rejection from from banks. Having my money in a bank account at that time, if I had messed up even a dollar, it would have caused me to get a bank overdraft, which would have cost me $30. And that's just that vicious cycle of snowballing in a negative way. The entrepreneur used the system to designate her money into envelopes, categorizing her profit into an emergency fund, set a budget and a debt snowball method to help reel her finances in. So if you guys are unfamiliar with the envelope thing, what it basically is, is you take out the exact amount of money that you are allocating for that specific area, whether it's groceries or your electricity bill, like exactly the amount of money you put it in the envelope and you only use the money that you have in those envelopes. And to her point, you avoid overdraft fees. It helps you to stay in budget because when you be swiping that card... I feel like cards are new because I feel like I can remember when cash was basically king and now you be swiping that card and you don't see when your account is low until you swipe it one time and they say, <laughs> swipe say, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you're down to your last, okay? But when you saw that cash getting low, you can make better decisions because you would be like, oh, nah, dog, I ain't going to be able to go out to lunch today because you see all I got is that 20 left and I still have to get gas and whatever else. That envelope method may help you. These cards need to have, they need to put your balance on your card, Because they're counting on you not going into the bank. Sometimes I swipe my card on faith. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I may have to transfer some money over. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what happens. I'm going to be just as shocked as you are at the grocery store. (laughs) Let's see. Postmates, I be putting that Postmates in. They text me back. They like, ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Man, we're not going to be able to. And I be like, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's fair. I hear you. I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Noah says it's her glow for me, looking straight out of heaven. Bertha Blair says black women out here changing and saving the world. We appreciate them. Um, Bertha says come through cupcakes, indeed. Uh, Moses Ness no mess is laughing. Life is Vicky says, exactly. MUA Mistress says, nah, that's so true. These cards need some more technology. I need a faster way to see, because sometimes before I even get to the register, if you don't have service, you don't know what's going to happen when you swipe your card. You know how you be trying to check your balance before you swipe your card, because you don't know what's going to happen when they swipe your card, and then you just be sitting there because you didn't have no service, and now we playing the guessing game. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, Florida says envelopes are old school. They are, but they do what needs to be done. Amber says, I know too well. Sean Livingston says, wow, so inspiring. But yes, definitely need to know about the envelope tricks because your girl just had a negative 152. LOL, nevertheless, so proud of her. Yeah, you got it. You pull that money out and make it helps you to become even more disciplined. Because you can see it. Um, Karen Bullock says the Cargill is real. Once you get home and you see the damage, you feel all bad. Target will get you. Life will get you. Um, them Postmates 15, 18 to 20% tips they be trying to get you. And they just want you to click fast. Then you've been messing around and really bless somebody's whole life. Do, Kai, I've talked to you about that and you need to stop. <laughs> you too. If he... He... I... If they don't put my bag in the right spot, I don't if you don't tip at all, I tip only if they put the bag where I tell them to. If the they right put place. the bag in the right place, you'll I tip. Know. I do tip. You I do. Can't guarantee you're not going to tip, but there's a tip. Yeah, because the I don't know. 
between the food and the service, and you know Postmates is for taking food. So I don't know how they, we got a tip. When I was a waitress, you make like $2 an hour, and then you rely on tips. You know, I do too, but the Postmates folks are waiters, basically. But you work for a lot of people, so like it's just... I'm not talking. I'm. We'll have a team meeting after this about tipping. <laughs> We're going to have a team meeting about tipping. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Shanice, the Lord only asks for 10% and Postmates asks for 20. <laughs> Why would I do more than what my God says do? No, no, no. We got a tip. Tatiana says, I appreciate those tips. Those tips help me pay my overdraft fees this weekend and we appreciate it. Jamie says, you're not going to steal my food and get a tip. No, ma'am. <laughs> I don't. Is it a hustle going on on Postmates, though? Because I have ordered food for my family, like for my whole 18,000 folks family, especially since I've been working so much and haven't been able to cook dinner. And I cannot tell you how many times my food has just been canceled after waiting for it an hour and a half. I'm like, is someone eating the food? But let me tell you, Postmates is good to put that money right back in my account. And I appreciate that because I can't afford for everyone to steal and still feed folks. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Listen, stay focused. <laughs> stay focused. Um, Kelly says, you need to do a whole teaching and tipping in our community. I love blessing folks. I do. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Shante, that's why. That's why she blessed. That's why when I swipe my card, God be like, this time I got you. <laughs> this, this, time, this time I got you. Now stop messing with Amazon. I want them to stop targeting me with these ads on Instagram and Facebook too because they'd be like sucker <laughs> I saw a strainer thing you put out over the sink and then you it's just a strainer I already have one but this one I didn't get it I didn't get it but I can tell that they think I'm a clown because they be putting stuff on my timeline that's like she has a red nose <laughs> we need what a red nose I do need a red nose see and now I'm gonna go on Amazon I'm gonna give me a whole red nose and a wig and sometimes I'm gonna just come on here and be a clown. All right, stay focused. Patrice says, I had two orders canceled from Postmates this past week. And when I tell you, it just be disappearing. Okay. Cassie says, Barnes and Noble is my Achilles heel. My daughter loves Barnes and Noble. My, I think my Achilles heel is, what is it? Where that your weakness, like your weakness. I, what is my, I have a, is it food? Amazon. Mine is the Amazon. Cause like, I'm going to order a red nose <laughs> and they're going to ask me when I want it. And I'm going to say tomorrow. <laughs> if they say today with qualifying $35, I'm going to order some batteries. Cause you always need those, but, um, that's all right. Um, so I'm going to get me a red nose. Um, Tamar says, legit, that was the second time I almost spit my smoothie out laughing at SJR. That's all right. Everything's fine. Destiny says, be fine at any reason not to tip. Oh, yeah, she was looking like she had an attitude. <laughs> she not getting no tip. No, we're going to start tipping. We have to. I don't, it don't matter. Say it real fast, and then I'm moving I'm saying, on. I seen somebody driving one day by the Beverly Center. And they had to be a Postmates driver, and they dropped somebody's food and was putting it back off the floor, back in the building. Oh, Shaw said she saw somebody drop some food and then put it back on the. I was and, trying to find the picture. Uh, all right. And uh, Donche says Walgreens has the red nose. Okay. Okay. So stay focused. Here we go. Next. Next story. Next story. We ready? 
Um, okay. Aminat Idris. I hope I'm saying your name right. Aminat is a Nigerian athlete who just won the Taekwondo gold medal while eight months pregnant with an actual baby and not just rounded like I be rounded sometimes. Okay. Nigerian auntie, I mean, uh, auntie, <laughs> athlete, I mean, not Idris, just won the Taekwondo gold belt. Gold belt. Um, she used Taekwondo as a form of exercise that showcases the hand and leg techniques of the sport at the National Sport Festival in Edo, Nigeria last week. After her electric electrifying performance, Idris took home the gold medal. She was praised by festival organizers for being inspiring. It's such a privilege for me. I just decided to give it a try after training a couple of times. It feels really good. Before I got pregnant, I have always enjoyed training, so it didn't seem different with pregnancy. The 26-year-old underwent a complete medical exam before she could participate and was cleared by doctors after training for months. She feels like her win is an opportunity to introduce to others the art of Taekwondo. Look at that. Look at that. So she better out here living her whole life, okay? Um, Janelle says you better work. Jay Nicole says, can y'all imagine her showing her child this in the future? Amazing. Wanda Higgins says she should be in the halls of tall stars of fame. Mm-hmm. Malachi wanted to know if I could have done um, Taekwondo. I can't do Taekwondo right now. So, and... That's all I got. I can't do it right now. So I know with the belly, a big, an actual child in the belly. I don't think so. Vanessa says, baby in the womb looking confused. Come dizzy. <laughs> dizzy. What is this? Baby going to come out a fighter. We don't even know. Okay. Star says, kudos to her. Oh, Ruthie says, pronounce Idris. 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 Oh, I see. Idris. Okay. Thank you, Ruthie. Help me out. Ashley says, I'm convinced Shaw whoops other people's kids at the grocery store. Pinches them. This is a savage. Mm. Zola says, that baby going to come out kicking literally. Indeed. Well, she better, though. That is super, super dope. And, you know, <laughs> I don't have another good segue. I could just record it later. Okay, I'm out here. My, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I tell you what. Now she's got this gold medal. She can go home. She can rest. Take care of herself. Luxuriate. You know what I mean? She's taking care of her body. You know, take care of your body. You got to take care of your skin. Her skin is probably also flourishing for the Lord, you know? And, you know, if you want to be like her and have your skin <laughs> flourishing like the Lord, you should look up Apostrophe, okay? A prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Let me tell you, real talk, though, real talk. I'm going to tell y'all something about acne. Um, I went to, I was on birth control. Then I got pregnant. I was on birth like Mirena. So it was like a five-year device. Wow. This is really, <laughs> this is, yikes. Here we go. I was five-year device, took it out, ended up pregnant, breastfeeding. Acne was real in my life. Like I have pictures of like acne scars all over my face and I was prepared to just kind of live with it and just have makeup on. And then I was like, I'm going to go to a dermatologist because 
I just want to see what I can do with my skin. But um, prescription acne treatments are available at apostrophe. They really work. Um, prescription acne treatments really work, but they're hard to get. You have to take time off work to see a doctor and sit in line at the pharmacy for your medication until apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately, and your medications are delivered to your home. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then just snap a few selfies, and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan just for you. Your skincare, like the way that we feel about our skin, I feel like has a big effect on our overall self-esteem. So as much as you can, do what is necessary to really take care of your skin, including drinking your water. But also if it's gotten to a point where you feel like you need another opinion, definitely check out Apostrophe. If you get dark marks after breakouts like I do, hyperpigmentation is a big part of my life. Or if you have skincare goals and you're just not there yet, let Apostrophe help you out. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash evolve and use the code evolve to get your dermatology visit for $15 off and thank Apostrophe for helping you get your life together, child. And thank you, Apostrophe, for being a sponsor on this podcast. Get started today at Apostrophe apostrophe.com slash evolve and click begin visit. Then use code evolve to sign up and you'll get $15 off your first appointment. (sighs) (laughs) Brianna says, oh, okay. Okay. I confused. Brianna was like, I was on birth control. Then I got pregnant. So I was on birth control. Then I married my husband. This sounds bad because it sounds like, but it's not what it sounds like. I was it married before and I had a Mirena device and then when I married my husband I took it out and then we got pregnant like back to back and then I had my baby and then I breastfed and then that's what happened and I just feel like you know so much about me and my life right now and I just have to talk like this when you know this much about me because it makes me feel uncomfortable um (laughs) how about that Sarah Lyon says, I sure am going to try this because my skin has been bugging me. Thank you for this. No problem. Ashley says, if, well, we're out here, we're a person. This is definitely me because y'all don't understand how I be sweating. (laughs) Trying to make sure that I don't say anything too ignorant on this podcast. And that's fine. Diva says, we are here for the transparency. Yes. (laughs) Jamie says, I need more deep voice, Sarah. I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. Um, Okay, so... Let's see. Moving on. Oh, advice questions. We love advice questions. Um, Let's see what's happening in the delegations world. Okay, they have questions. Hopefully we have answers. If you guys want to send us advice questions, you can email podcast at womanevolve.com. Send us your stories. Let us know what we can do to help you. And when I say stories... Novels. <laughs> when I say so, I like the long questions because y'all be sending stuff and I have background questions and they take a long time for me to make up a story in my head. Okay. Um, so here we go. You ready? Hey, Pastor Sarah and Delegation. First, I want to say I stumbled across this podcast late last year and it was literally the best part of 2020. Did y'all hear that? We doing a thing, okay? A few giggles, a lot of love and genuine positive energy goes a long way. I appreciate you. 
You are a blessing. So just like most of the world, 2020 was difficult for me. My relationship with my mother went downhill. I left a job where I felt unappreciated, and now I'm in a job where I feel unfulfilled. My mother and I used to talk daily, and now we don't talk at all. I miss that relationship, but I've tried to reconnect with no results. Long story short, her husband is trash, and I can no longer be silent about it or continue to accept it. So she adapted an attitude of there's no relationship with her that doesn't include him. So if I'm willing to let a lying, manipulating, narcissistic man back into my life, then she'll come back around. That definitely hurt me. So bad that I started therapy to learn how to deal with it. The struggle of that relationship crumbling has affected every other part of my life. I feel stuck and can't focus most of the time. As far as my job, I know it's just that, a job. I don't feel like it's my calling or what I'm supposed to be doing. I like my job and I'm grateful to have it. I just know that God has something else for me. I just can't figure out what it is. I've talked to my therapist about it and the only thing that keeps coming up is writing. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be writing. I have so many ideas in my Head, but I don't know what God is telling me to do. I read Cora's book, Ferocious Warrior, and she talked about fasting when it feels just like prayers alone aren't working. My question is, how do I fast? What do I do during the fast? I just don't know what to say or how to hear God or how to hear what God says I need to do. I've been in church most of my adult life, but I go to church, get with the word, pay my tithes and leave. I've never been social or active in church, so I don't have anyone to go to for spiritual guidance. I want to strengthen my connection with him so that when he speaks, I know it's okay to move. I've been praying for focus and direction. I feel like fasting is the next step to getting there, but how? Please help. Thank you. Okay. So, um, okay. So you gave us a lot here. First of all, I want to apologize even though I know I wasn't necessarily involved, I want to at least empathize and apologize with your relationship with your mother deteriorating, especially over this relationship with her husband. I can only imagine how difficult it is for you to be navigating life without that relationship that you were once very close um, to her in this world. So having said that, I hope that you're really working well with your therapist on how you can figure out what relationship could look like or not look like and how who you're going to have to become as a result of it. You are in therapy, which gives me a lot of comfort. So I, you know, otherwise I would say you guys should go to therapy. Uh, I will say, and I would be curious to know your therapist's thoughts on this, that you guys were close and in a relationship until you said the things about her husband that you couldn't hold in any longer, which means that you had been navigating the marriage, even though she was in it and still were able to have a successful or close relationship with her. And I just wonder what cost that took on your mental health, because if there was a way that you were able to be in relationship with your mother and allow yourself to kind of just not even meddle with that part of her and just accept her for who she is and allow her to walk out that part of her relationship. If there is a way that you can get that so that you can still feel close to her, maybe there's something there. But I understand there are also moments when things have just gone too far and there's no solution on how to get back on the right foot. Long term, I think you've got to consider to yourself like, 
if my mother never leaves him, what do I want our relationship to look like? And you may have to grieve what the relationship was to lay hold of what it is now or have to make some concessions on your hopes and desires for her when it comes to love. Um, but that's tricky. I'm glad your therapist is involved. What I will say is it relates to fasting and hearing from God, which is something that I feel like so many people uh, want clarity on. And I talked about this a little bit earlier on my Instagram live, my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube live. But I talked about when we are in a place where we need to hear from God. First of all, fasting is removing something out of your life. Generally, it's something that feeds your flesh, like social media, something that is somewhat addictive and a part of your routine. It could be food. It could be social media. It could be television. Whatever your thing is that you feel like this is kind of a waste of time, but it is a part of my norm. Or this is something that I really desire a lot and it almost has control over me. Sugar, come on carbs. Fasting is a way of saying, I am going to remove this out of my life with the intent of including God or making God larger in this portion of my life because I desire to hear from him. It is not enough to just remove something from your life and then just wait to hear from God. You can remove it from your life, but that means your prayer needs to increase. Your worship needs to increase. I really feel like one of the things that has worked best for me, I am one of those people who didn't always feel like I was in tune with God's presence. If you believe God is real, then God's presence is always available. That is a truth that we like, fundamental truth that we have to understand. It feels maybe... Um, it feels maybe elementary, but it's very much so something that we have to wrap our minds around. God is real for me. God is real. He is everywhere. He's omnipresent, which which means that He is all His presence is always available to me. And if I live in the consciousness of God's presence is always available to me, God's being, God's essence, God's wisdom, everything that He carries is always available to me. And yet I don't feel connected with that presence and with His being, then whatever that barrier is, I want to remove that barrier. And for me, removing that barrier comes down to creating an environment that allows me to acknowledge God's presence exclusively. You have to determine what that environment is. You can't always pray in the car. You can't always be in relationship with God while on the move. There are moments in which you will have to get into a secret, sacred space in your heart, in your mind, in your being, and come into it the acknowledgement of God's presence. In the book, I talk about the steps that I do even when praying, when acknowledging God's presence one of the ways to acknowledge God's presence is to literally acknowledge who God is. God, you are the creator of the universe. To really lift up the name of God, that's what lifting up the name of God is. That is our own personal form of praise and worship, to come into the knowledge of who God is. God, you are a healer. God, you are a provider. God, I've seen you make way after way. This is us acknowledging God's presence and honoring him. If you were in the presence of a king, presence of a queen, you would bow down because you acknowledge who they are. In the presence of God, we bow down and we acknowledge who God is. And then once we have bowed down and acknowledged who God is, we also begin to allow what's in our heart to come to a surface. God, I'm dealing with this heartbreak and I need your presence to inhabit this place in my heart that's broken. I need your presence to touch this sore spot in my soul. God, I need vision. I need creativity. One of the things that I mentioned in the live is to come to a place where where we ask God at the end of the day, God, how can I show up as you in this relationship? This relationship with my mother is suffering. It's, come, it's falling apart. God, I love her. I miss her. How can I show your love towards her? If she never leaves their relationship, God will still find a way to love her. If the man never becomes uncrazy, <laughs> if he never gets out of the trash can, God will still find a way to love him. So God, how do I allow your love to show up through me? Now, listen, that doesn't mean that God sends you back 
into the relationship the way it was. Sometimes that means the only way you can do that, maintain the love that I have for them in your own life is to only see them on Thanksgiving. It is to only text about certain things. It is to not communicate about this or that. Boundaries are not just so that people can keep their distance. Boundaries are so that the love of God can continue to flow through you. And sometimes we need boundaries because when we don't have those boundaries, then my anger, my frustration, my bitterness gets into the flow of where God's love can be. And so how much distance, how much separation do I need in order to maintain the love of God flowing through me? Now, that's what I got on that. Um, So I hope, let's see what the delegation is saying. I candy support says, yes, Lord. That's exactly how I'm feeling. I've just been trying to put it into words. Lord, please heal my heart. Thankful queen says, eventually it will get better. Keep believing God for that healthy relationship. Been through something similar back in 2017 through 2019 with my mom. And God has brought us a mighty long way. Lay hold of that testimony. Uh, Kay Honey says, I know how it feels when a mother chooses a man over her child. I went through it. Our relationship built up after she finally let her husband go. After he dogged her out, she never apologized but oh, well, Tasha Ann says, boundaries, sis. Brianna King says, prayer and fasting produces results. Indeed, it does. And brand new day with Vera One says, yes, that's exactly where I am. And Chantel Jones says, that's good. Okay. I think we're doing good. All right, Boundary says, this is good. Yes, Boundaries. Pat Pitt says, I just exhaled. <laughs> Brianna King says, limited communication is key for these toxic relationships. Indeed. Okay. And Vanilla says, and that's that, Jack. That's what we got for you. Moving on. Let's move on. Hey, SJR and Delegation and Shanice. <laughs> Before I type out my paragraph, I want to say that, Sarah, you've been such a blessing to me and have opened my eyes to the possibilities of what God can do in and through my life. Thank you for your obedience. My pleasure. Thank you for seeing my heart. Okay, now look, sis, I have been... I have really been having a hard time of letting go of my old habits to make room for who I am. I am growing and evolving to be. I've noticed that I have intentions and goals on becoming better, but I won't stay consistent in that area. So for example, the last few months of 2020 and into the beginning of this year, I was really on it with having quiet time with God and reading my devotional and praying. But as of lately, I have faded out and haven't been consistent with it. I know in order for me to grow spiritually, I need to be consistent in this, but I just don't have the desire like I used to. I have also faded out in doing other productive things like journaling, reading, faith-based books, waking up early to start my day being productive, working out. I really want to be consistent in the things that I know will help me evolve into who God knows me to be, but I'm struggling. And realizing that I'm struggling with consistency in these areas, it also makes me worry that I won't be consistent in other areas of my life. I have a desire to start a business and I have have product ideas, but I don't want to start it only to not be consistent. Any tips, send help, LOL. Thanks for reading this. Love y'all. Okay. So sis, here's the deal. You got to drink water when you're not thirsty. 
because that is the only way that you become consistent. Consistency is not about doing things when you want to do them. It's about doing them when you don't want to do them. And that is the hard part because dragging our will, that's where that fasting comes in, is sometimes dragging our will into where it needs to be is a big time struggle. I got up this morning. I worked out because I haven't been consistent because I have been consistently trying to knock this book out of the park. And so with me shifting my focus, I ended up losing focus on the things that make me feel good and make me feel healthy. And now I'm trying to pivot back into that. And it is a struggle, but it is a struggle that I am working through. So you got to do it. The first few times you're not going to feel like it, but you have to do it until you get those results that help you do it with ease. One of the things that I was sharing about even on my IGTV, YouTube, Facebook thing earlier today is that when I received like the success of the New York Times bestsellers thing. When I got that success, I ended up feeling like, um, you know, the only way to keep this going, the only way to keep my heart in the right position was to come to a place where I maintained who I was before I even got the accolade. So it sounds like you were doing your thing at the end of the year and that the moment that you kind of started seeing some results and you started feeling good that you kind of backed off a little bit. And that's what happens to us. The moment we start seeing results, the moment we start feeling like, okay, I'm comfortable here. It's hard for us to maintain the same momentum that put us in that situation in the first place. But the reality is if we don't maintain it, we end up falling off. And so I will say another thing in being consistent and learning to be consistent is like, take your time. So don't try to dive back into it the way you were diving into it when you were hardcore, because you're going to tax yourself out very easily. Think to yourself, what is one baby step? What is one change that I can make today that will help me kind of get this train moving again? Um, the quiet time and prayer time with God, like trying to take on all of your quiet time, your prayer time, your faith-based book, you're working out, all of that is going to be a lot to take on at one time, because you are not the person right now who was able to do those things successfully. And so who you are now is going to require you be gentle enough with yourself to say, I do need to start moving in that direction, but how can I do this in bite-sized pieces so that I don't feel so overwhelmed that I quit altogether? Okay. Let's see what the delegation says. Brianna says, oh, I'm with this. I'm off my productive schedule. Ruthie says, it's because y'all been cutting up. Oh, and not, oh, the sound was cutting up. Um, Ashley says, discipline over motivation. Noah says, consistency is heart. Um, Kardashian says, Pastor, we missed that one. The sound was bad. I am so sorry. It sounds like the sound was jacking up on Facebook. Ashley says, also, remind yourself of what happens if you don't. Remember what's locked up as a result of your laziness, quote unquote laziness. Priscilla says, drink water when you are not thirsty to create a consistent habit. Let me tell you something. When you start, that's the other thing, like when you drink a gallon of water, this is an analogy from earlier if you weren't listening or didn't join us. When I am trying to drink a gallon of water, I have to drink it when I'm not thirsty. But once I finish that gallon of water, it retrains my body to like want more water. And the more water I want, the easier it is for me to get through a gallon. Where it would take me all day to get through a gallon, I can get through a gallon in half a day, but it takes me training my body to do it. So if you're waiting for the moment when you feel like it, you will. it will never come. It will never come. And the greatest thief of our productivity is knowing that we can do it. 
Because when we know that we can do it, we delay getting started because we know that if we flip the switch, we can get it done. But the issue is that it takes us even longer to flip the switch because we know we can get it done. So you got to start working this thing like you don't know if you can do it. You got to start working this thing like it may not be in me to do it the way that I did it before, but let me give this thing my best shot because you don't want to take for granted yesterday's success when you're standing in today's failure. Tomorrow depends on what you do with the moment you're in now. And so you got to work where you are now like you've never been there before. That made sense in my head, but it also sounded like I spoke in circles, but (laughs) that's fine. Um, Noah says, remember your why and don't base your consistency on the ever fluctuating response from people. Jessica says, we don't have, uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. Tasha says, how do I increase my intimacy with God with so many distractions around me? That's a great question. Um, and what was the email to send? Okay, so I'm going to mark that question. If you go watch the YouTube that I did before and the Instagram that I, I think it's um, re- receiving, relief to receive, relieving, relief. Something releasing to receive, release to receive. I think it's what it's called. Um, I hope you guys check that out. It'll help you. Um, and Mara says, I heard that one. When you know you can do it, you delay it. Let me tell you. Um, yes. Um, okay. So I think I answered everyone's questions for today. Um, so it's snack time in the sanctuary. Armani says, sheesh, I didn't even know I needed this. LaShondra says, that's a whole word. And, um, Vanessa, Ashley, be preaching. Come on, Ashley, we need you. Relieve to receive. (laughs) Relieve to receive. That's what it's called, relieve to receive. All right, we made it. We made it through the podcast, and now it's snack time in the sanctuary. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give you the glory. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Amen. Um, okay, so Malia says, is it possible to get the passion back or will most of my life be trying to drink while not thirsty? No, the passion does come back because you start feeling so enamored with who you are becoming because of your discipline that you become passionate about who you can continue to become if you continue to buckle down. So, okay. All right, so invaluable is our word of the month. And invaluable is the word that we have been using to talk about the experiences, our worth, our value that we have gone through, especially as women. Although I know that, um, you know, there are lots of us uh, fellas who end up in this delegation podcast as well. And the emphasis this month is uh, on this week rather is wisdom and valuable wisdom. And valuable wisdom is the wisdom that we have received that we literally would not be who we are or where we are if it wasn't for that wisdom. If you guys are watching live, I want you to maybe type in the comments someone who is your go-to source for invaluable wisdom. Um, Is it a grandmother, a father, an aunt? Like, where do you get your invaluable wisdom? I will tell you that one of the things that I feel like we can never discredit, especially in talking about our relationship with God, is the wisdom and 
hidden strategy that is waiting for us in the presence of God. Oh, Lord, this brings me up. This brings up something that actually frustrated me this weekend because I denied the wisdom that I received from God and I ended up paying the price for it. So, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I just don't, I don't be wanting to do it, but here I am. I'm going to do it. Okay. So I received, I had this inkling. So book process, right? So um, <laughs> we were trying to figure out a way how to have, how to sign books in a pandemic. And um, we were trying to figure out how to sign books in a pandemic. And it was like, well, the only way we can have books signed in a pandemic is if someone buys the book from this vendor, this third party vendor, it's not Woman Evolve. If they buy the books from this vendor, you sign the books, you send them to the vendor and then the vendor sends them out to the people. Cause obviously Amazon, I'm not sitting at an Amazon warehouse where I can sign books or a target warehouse and we can't have book signings. And so in order to get the books to people, we needed them to register. So they registered for this event. And I was like, well, we can't just have them registering to get a signed book. So me, I was like, we should have an event, right? Um, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm doing this. Okay. So um, so we had the event, people were able to get signed books if that's what they wanted. If they didn't have a signed book, um, then they had books available that weren't signed too. Um, but let me tell you, there was something in my heart <laughs> when we did this, this was like a week before the book came out where we started like pushing the, the book signing, the book, the online book signing event. And I had a call with my publisher and I was like, I just don't understand. Like we've been telling people to pre-order the book, pre-order the book, pre-order the book. And now we're going to be telling them to register for this event. Like it just seems like we should make the event available for free. And they're like, but if you make it for free, you can't sign books and then no one gets signed books. And so I went against the invaluable wisdom that I knew I had from God because God told me like, you should put this out on YouTube. You should just put it out on YouTube. Don't worry about signing the books. And I was like, okay, no, the book signing. I denied, oh, this is a good word. This is helping me. I denied the wisdom I got from God because of the wisdom of someone else's experiences. Someone else's experience, there was wisdom in their experience, but their wisdom went up against the wisdom that God gave me. And over the weekend, I had a conversation. Well, what really was, yeah, it was Friday. I had a conversation with a member of the delegation whose feelings I had hurt um, because of them feeling some kind of way about the event then being made public. And so I was really frustrated. Um I can handle criticism. I can handle people not agreeing with the things that I do. Um, but I feel like it's harder for me to handle it when I go against my own knowledge. And then I ended up talking to my daughter because she's working on a project and the project is good, but she just felt like she ended up telling me, she's like, I wish that I would have followed my instinct on some of the things that happened because I didn't get exactly what I wanted out of the project. And I told her at the end of the day, you got to trust your core. You got to trust your gut. And there is a fine line between being a team player and someone who's like, okay, you know, I want to make everyone happy and going against what you know in your soul. And um, when you go against what you know in your soul, it's not just your soul, it's God giving you wisdom on how you should do it. It's not just God giving you wisdom on, um, you know, what has been done before, but God has a unique position for you and a unique place for you to show up. And nobody understands that vision fully, but you and God. And so, um, 
um, hopefully that helps somebody. I wasn't planning on sharing that story, but I really didn't have my snack together. So I asked God to just help me to understand invaluable wisdom right here on the spot, which meant putting my life on display. But um, that invaluable wisdom, um, that invaluable wisdom makes a big difference because it'll help you to deal with some of the disappointments that you could avoid if you would listen to what God says. So that's all right. Summer Shaw says, this is for me. Shannon Boy says, put wisdom of man over the wisdom of God. That's exactly what I did and did not enjoy. Um, Margaret says, thanks for sharing that, SJR. I want to say thank you for your shared wisdom. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Marquis says, thank you for sharing that because you literally just answered a prayer that I just prayed about to God. Oh, that makes it so worth it. Um, it's hard to be like sharing. This is what I will say, because you also have someone's invaluable wisdom connected to your life. It is hard to share mistakes. It's hard to share, you know, things that you could have done better. It's hard to share when you've disappointed people. And when you've had a big old slice of humble pie, that is difficult, but it is not, um, it is not for you to sit and marinate with the moment that you pour it out and release it in hopes that someone else can learn from it and makes things better. And so hopefully that can, um, Hopefully that will help you to understand that even as you share your lessons, your scars, your wounds, that it is going to become invaluable wisdom for someone else. Your wound is someone else's invaluable wisdom. And if you hear someone that's going through something that you can relate to and you choose to not say anything, you don't just rob them of wisdom. You rob you of healing because there is a healing in being able to turn over your wound to someone else and for them to be able to get the wisdom from it. And then from that place forward, you're able to say, listen, I'm so glad that God used that because at the end of the day, it would have been regret if it stayed down on the inside of me. Maybe that's where regret comes from. It comes from us allowing the residue of what we should have done better to stay in us instead of allowing it to become a lesson that helps someone else become better. So that's that. Okay. All right. I'm closing my heart back up now. <laughs> This is me. This is me closing the door of my heart now. Um, okay. So I love you guys very much, very much. And um, like I told the member of the delegation who's, you know, feelings who I, you know, we had some broken trust in our relationship because of how things played out. Um, I am going to make, I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Like some way or another, the delegation and I, we're going to be going together forever. Okay. Like, so I'm not always going to do things the right way. I might pop off on somebody on Instagram. You know, I, I'm talking about me presently. Like I'm going to jack up. I'm going to make some bad calls. I'm not always going to do things well. But one thing I do just pray that you guys would consider is like giving me a chance if I'm out here. Um, and you have to be a member of the delegation. Like if you just on the outside criticizing anyway, like I don't have time for that. But if you come to me with love and you're like, hey, yo, sis, I rock with you, but this threw me off or, or I feel some kind of way about this. Maybe we could reason together. Like that would be ideal for me. Um, and y'all don't have to do nothing, right? But stay black or white or brown or yellow or what's some other colors? <laughs> Did I leave anyone out? 
pink, okay? All y'all gotta do is stay them colors and die. But if you guys wanna do this thing with me forever, I just ask for your patience with me. Um, you know, come holler at me, slide into my DMs. I'm human. So calm down, because Shanice is not. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all for real, I'm doing this with my heart. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to always do things perfectly, but I love you guys. And I want to see us continue to grow and evolve together. And I am not beyond apologizing and trying to do things better. So, you know, if you love me, come holler at me. All right. <laughs> Patricia Barry says, how do I join the delegation? Such a good question, because at the end of the day, who? how do you even get in this club? It's You're here. You're welcome. We love you. Just get in the comments. Just tag people. Just love on folks. That's it. That's it. That's the whole story. OK. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to pray. We're going to head out. And that's going to be that on that. OK. <sighs> Um, Kia says, are we going to archive that? We're going to put it up. It's going to be up tonight. I see you. It's going to be up. Okay. Uh, and podcast, someone says, one of the podcasts, we are live on Mondays at 2 p.m. ish. Okay. Um, <laughs> ish. And I do mean ish because I don't know what technology is going to be doing. Okay. God, I thank you so much for this incredible life that you have graced us to live. It is not without its challenges. It is not without its disappointments, but I thank God that it is also not without love, without joy, without peace, and without wisdom. Father, I pray that wisdom will not slip through our fingers. I pray that you would not allow us to become so defensive that we miss the opportunity to grow, to not become so skeptical that we miss the opportunity to have sacred connection. Father, I thank you that you have wisdom on reserve, ready to pour out on us. So I ask that we would make space for your wisdom, that we would move our predictions of how we think things should go. And instead that we would make space for you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your power, your love, your strength, your wisdom. Allow us to meet us where we need it the most. Thank you, God, for this incredible delegation. Bless them, Father, in every area of their life. May they encounter you. And in the process, may they encounter the best version of themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. I love y'all.